in your life, what does gender-based violence look like? So instead of just thinking about the definition in your personal life, when we talk about gender-based violence, how do you experience it? How do you see it play out? Because that's, that's what we really need to unpack today. So whoever, whoever wants to share, just raise your hand and then I'll, I'll tell you, you can speak or you can speak in the, in the, in the chat. And if we have radio silence, I'm gonna sugela people because that's just how this works. This is matter about we all talk. You have a question? Yes. Must I ask my question? Yes, you can ask your question. Hi everyone. My question, okay. I'm sorry if this is a bit of a weird question. Is gender-based violence always from one gender to another gender? Or can it be between the same gender? Can be between the same. So then isn't all violence gender-based violence? Like when does it when does any violence count as gender-based violence? The motive. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yes, sorry, we're having a, a house conversation. But you guys are allowed to answer. Sorry. Oh, I, I fell into the temptation that she's here. Sorry. That was <laughs> I was just confused. I was thinking about that. So just raise your hands. In in your life, what does gender-based violence look like? Uh yeah, Maria, you can speak. Hi, Mr. S. Yes, yes. Um, well, for me, gender-based violence is beyond even just the killing or the beating of women. I mean, it's the giving the taxi driver or the Uber driver your number because you're scared that something's going to happen. It's the greeting the guy down the road who's been aggressively following you because you're scared that something is going to happen. It's just that fear, that daily fear that I walk around with. That, for me, is violence in itself. Okay. I like that. I, I think that's a very good already in introduction or breaking down that gender-based violence isn't only about the extremes. Um, oh yeah, they are poets. They, they, they live to be deep. But yes, um, that they are, those are microaggressions in, in fancy English. But let's hear from everyone else. Uh, in your life, what does gender-based violence look like? Um, Bali, you can speak. Um, for me, in my life, gender-based violence would be having to constantly be aware of your surroundings because at any point in time, anything can happen to you. So just walking out, having to check if I'm okay, you know, according to what I'm wearing, according to because someone's going to approach me. And even in the way they approach now, because I don't speak to them, they want to now they want to be more aggressive with it or they feel like I have to speak to them just because you greeted me and stuff like that like it's just those little things just walking out and just having to worry constantly about it because of um well in my case because of a man you know just walking out and just being worried about anything that can happen to you and even speaking because just being approached is scary because you never know what's going to happen and who's going to say what and why. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah that's that's for me as well it's just these small things because i haven't necessarily experienced anything i think major but also it's the build-up of it because anything can happen from the small things mm. yeah okay Th- thanks buddy so that 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 is good to hear um from your perspective how you experience it let's hear let's hear from others maybe even for guys for them what does gender-based violence look like in their space and the guys must know there are few today so i'm always gonna jump okay mo you may speak You had muted me, but anyway, hi. Hi. So I think in my own personal space, it would be the aggression from the opposite gender towards me. Mm. Um, Just in the way that a person speaks to me or speaks down on me is a form of violence because of my gender. And I think it also applies to males could experience the same thing where I could speak to them in an aggressive manner because of them being male. So I think for me, it's the aggression and how it comes out. So the tone of the voice, the actions, what they say, that is the major thing for me. Mm. Good, good. And I think just to, to jump on that, you know, um, what all what obviously makes gender-based violence a a violence that needs to be noted is that um it is unjustified so there's obviously a difference between if if someone um harmed me because you know they're angry or whatever and then i react even that reaction can sometimes be dependent on what I think of you, you know, or if it was an actual accident, it wasn't even an intentional harm, but in the way that I react, I, I, I use the fact that, well, I believe you are in any case inferior because, because of who you are, because you're a female, because you're homosexual, uh, because uh, you are lesser than me. So gender-based violence is a little bit of a, complicated thing but at the core of it in how it is it's experienced with people it it is that it is harm that is directed at someone um specifically in south africa's case often women that is literally unjustified uncalled for unprovoked but in essence it's done because one perceives you as being less than um and that you can and and that i will even get away with it because you don't really matter in this scenario. What, what, do, what do others say in your life? What, what does it look like? What does gender-based violence look like? You think you don't have it in your life? Serious? Hey, you like us? Hey, you're married to a nice person, man. Cool. And then we will, then it will be Musa. Um, I would say gender-based violence is, it also includes the objectification of 
uh, someone just because of the gender. Mm. Like, um, when like, I don't know, when a guy specifically looks at a girl and says, um, she has a nice bum, like, that's objectifying and people don't really see it. Like, they don't notice that it's, you're objectifying another person. So like, yeah, that. Cool. Very, very good perspective there, Lesoho. Okay, Musa, it's your turn. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, I think for me, what it looks like, it's constantly having to remember that my freedoms are not mine. So although like globally, we know that there's a large concern for human, for women rights and children's rights and, you know, uh, gender, uh, rather alternate gender groups rights, it doesn't really mean that those freedoms that accrue to them are actually theirs. Uh, there's always this level of, um, whether it be like at a legislation level or even in a family system, there's always that aspect that your choices and who you are and as a woman and as an inferior sort of like actor in the spectrum of like demographics and everything, you'll always be seen as someone who can be controlled and should be controlled because you are that. Um, and I think that's what it looks like for me. It's like, even if I, I say that I am at liberty with who I am, um, I'd constantly have to wait for the judgment and the way in of a fellow man, a husband, a father, so that I can be qualified in who I am. And that's what it looks like for the first part. And then secondly, I think it's also constantly having to build up defenses as to why I am who I am and why I'm choosing to be gay, why I'm choosing to be an assertive female, why I'm choosing to take up space. I constantly have to sort of um, validate my position and explain it because men are threatened by it or another group is threatened by it and that threatens my livelihood and even just like my entire image of myself. So we constantly have to defend why we are women that we are or why we speak on certain issues or why I can't stand a man, you know, telling me what to do when I don't want to listen to it. And that sort of it looks like for me for the most part okay uh, that, that that again is very very cool uh good understanding there tanaka i i think you raised your hand and then we will we will we will see what's going there in the chats but tanaka are you are you still up or not okay so i think there in, in, yeah, Maria asked an interesting question to Lizzo asking, you know, is a gender-based violence only when it's not welcomed, you know, in reference to his comment about, you know, a guy uh, objectifying a woman. Um, and yeah, that, those are obviously some of the, it, to quote a very terrible song, <laughs> those are the blurred lines um but i think in general we also know the difference maybe within the context you know when one maybe un unpacks it of when when someone says it with expectation and when someone says it as a compliment and when someone says it to be crude but that is that is something that definitely a little bit later on, we will unpack a bit more. Um, okay, um, 
Rebecca raised her physical hand. Sorry. Um, okay, to that, I also wanted to say, I think the sad part is that society has almost made us, or like especially made, I think, young females think that getting attention, you know, like say now, for instance, I post a post, they post a picture of themselves maybe where they feel they look very attractive. And then if you look at the comments, it's actually really, some of the comments will be really inappropriate and it's definite just objectification of their body, you know, but because of how society has, I guess, raised them, they will actually feel that it's a compliment mm -hmm. towards them. So it's almost like they will not see it as violence towards them. Mm which is, I guess, how messed up many of us are. And I was actually thinking of myself where I said, I don't see it in my own life. I think the problem is that you are so, like, even for myself, I'm so, I feel like it's such a norm. Actually, for instance, the fact that I feel as a woman, you should not go to dodgy places by yourself, right? Mm. We shouldn't be, like, I feel as a woman, you shouldn't be walking around. I wouldn't walk outside my complex at night mm. and i feel like that's a norm mm. like that's a normal expect expectation to have so to you it's not it's not that there's violence it's yeah like, it's this just is my life it's just my life like this is how it's always been but i guess the fact is that in some other countries this is actually not like that like it is abnormal to as a woman feel you should not walk around at night by yourself mm. Nuance there. Eh? That's cool. I like I like that. We're not hearing enough guy voices here. And I see them. Um so we'll 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 move on from this, but we will this will be the nub of it, you know, of our experiences of gender-based violence can't always be captured by the definition, or sometimes when as 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 angry and upset people, when we highlight the extremes, it can sometimes then make people feel like the microaggressions are not violent, mm -hmm. or that you didn't you didn't experience enough violence for it to be a problem, you know. And that is because of how extreme South Africa is. And I could mm -hmm. well imagine that if we didn't have the extremes that happen so consistently then maybe the microaggressions would be easier to deal with because we, they would also upset us to be like, really, we, we like our lives and then you come with your stupid comment, you know, and we could deal with it. Um, and obviously the other ways that gender-based violence definitely plays itself out is in where, where you are allowed to go in terms of even work life, uh, in terms of policies that, that make um, school comfortable for girls in uh, in comparison to guys. Work uh, com uh, work spaces comfortable for women as they are comfortable for men. There's obviously an unequalness there because the rules were not made with the intention of saying women would be in those shared spaces. So, gender-based violence looks looks differently depending where you are. 